0: Durante with a free header, And the honor of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Besart Barisha. It's Connor Payne on the left, Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string, and Diamante! The
1: Western service crew are celebrating!
2: And that we are. Welcome back to All Out West. In a week of amazing football, Adelaide nudged past CCM to play city in the finals. An amazing performance from Amy, uh, from Jamie Young puts the woo through. Western New Wanderers are having a war of att- uh, attrition and jettisoning like six players on the same night we played. And the A-League trade period is starting. This week you're joined by myself, your host Wallace, we've got Jay, and we've got Kelsey. How's things, guys?
0: Good after that win on the weekend. couple of wins. The Tigers got up. The, uh, the woo got up. And um, probably why... Uh, Oh well, he's at work, but Scotty wouldn't show up because Liverpool got up over uh Chelsea, which I can Yes.
1: I, I think we Congratulations. Congratulations to Liverpool winning their eighth FA Cup or uh, the amount of FA Cups I've seen Arsenal win in my lifetime.
0: <laughs> Mickey Mouse Cups, mate. Honestly, I only one is competent it's it's just doing it to complete the
1: set. We we really weren't fast with that one. No. <laughs> You did uh, something Arsenal did back in '93. Beat the same team in both the League Cup and FA Cup final.
0: Yeah, wow. if only it was Chelsea as well for you
1: boys. No, we beat Sheffield. Fans. We we beat Sheffield Wednesday in both of those matches. Ooh,
2: rough day to be a Sheffield fan. Hopefully, it wasn't a Wednesday. Well, two rough days. Um, they yeah, <laughs> they were They wouldn't have been playing there. Um, but yeah, great week. What a banger of a game we're at. Uh, well. Jay and I were at, I was probably in peak form. But, yeah, it's going to be a great one. Uh, Do you guys want to go straight into the game uh, review? Yeah, no problem. Let's just go bash into it because I think we'll have a bit to say today. Kelsey, do you want to handle it or you want me to?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll go with it. So, on Saturday 4th of May, West United made its first finals appearance since the 1920 season and in front of a home crowd for the very first time. Who better than the petite in this skirmish? And in my opinion, our truest rival slash friendliest, the team with the uh who have won each of the eight previous encounters essentially. We have, uh, I don't know. And we have only one, only one game, the Wellington Phoenix. But we have one only one game, I'm guessing is what you tried to write there.
2: Yeah, it's, it's been a big day, man. It's been a big day.
1: No, 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 hate. So, what was the uh game uh the vibe like game day?
0: Ooh, uh I can speak for myself here, but very, very nervous. Obviously, that stat—only ever beating Wellington once—was um, definitely playing in the back of my mind. I was uh, nervous, but um, at on the like, yeah. Same time I was, oh yeah, I was nervous. At the same time, I was like, like filled with anticipation, ready to go. Like a lot of mixed emotions. Like I can't even put it into words. Like wasn't was confident without being confident. It's hard hard to explain it because it's like that that was a game that really could have gone either way.
2: Yeah, I think it was really exciting that day. It was good to catch up with everyone at the pub pre-game. We're not obviously a big supporter group, but we're very tired. and we all get together and have a nice time. And there was just a nice buzz around people there. Everyone was excited. Everyone was nervous because it was obviously the team that really like been a punish for the last three seasons. But wow, it was just yeah, great feeling, a lot of excitement, um, great turnout in the active end that day, don't you think, Jay?
0: Yeah, there were a lot of people behind the goals. Um, like, uh, did did uh did was it was it a bit rough though trying to get to keep Chance going because obviously we haven't done it for about a month. Really had a had a big home game, but um, once we got going, yeah, we yeah. started
1: sounding pretty good and. Yeah, having a ball up the active event.
2: That was a very festive
1: day. See, for me personally, all because I wasn't there with you to get the excitement and all that. All I got was just the nervousness. Mm. On a very yeah. small phone screen at a dinner for my mother. Sorry, mum. No, <laughs> but became more important. Um. <laughs> so, um. Look, I think the attendance is a bit below my expectations with 3,376 people. Look, it was as you said, it was great to see heaps of people in the active bay, but how did you guys find the crowd? Do you reckon we should have had more there?
2: I, I might jump in there. A few things to consider is the club put on buses from Geelong and stuff because there were service disruptions, and there will be this following weekend as well to the whole V-line that the um, majority of our fans exist upon. Is this a, a government conspiracy to prevent us from winning? I don't know. But I'm joking, it's not. But um, the club put uh, buses on to, to help Geelong people get to the stadium, which is really nice. And they're doing that again this Tuesday and on Saturday again to help fans get there from Geelong. Us on the in, in Werribee in the thirty thirty 30 can still catch the, me- the Metro train, which is a little bit longer, no toilets, which really were difficult on the way home. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's... It was, it was a great... I, I think it was... I, I was expecting close to 5,000, personally. But I there was a good vibe around the ground, seeing a lot of green and black. It doesn't need to be the biggest to be the, to be great, in my opinion. Jay, you... Can...
0: Yeah, I was very... I was um, a bit disappointed, to be completely honest. I thought there'd be a bigger turnout. But um, ultimately, you know, I'm sure... Like, uh, there were a few regulars that were missing... Um, I'm sure people have their reasons, but it was a very big game and I'm glad the people that did show up got to experience a bit of history with our first ever home finals win because that's not something you see every every week. Um, obviously, we've got a massive game coming up uh, against Victory. Now, it's going to be hard to get down to the Tuesday game for some people. I mean, I'm going to be pushing it, but I do implore as many people as possible to get down to the Saturday game, regardless of the scoreline from Tuesday. Because we've got to get down there, support our boys. Because, um, you know, they've all said it to us before. They play better when we're in full voice and they have the crowd behind them. So, look at that. Three away games didn't get a win. And uh, in our last couple of home games where we've had support, we've won them all. So, I, I reckon if we get down there and make some noise, 100%, we can get under the buckskin skin and get a win. Or, hopefully, two wins.
2: Yep. Fingers crossed.
1: Yep. With the uh when the lineup was announced, it had um Dylan Windsor, Halls, uh Perio and Wales all starting in the same side. How do you guys think that turned out?
0: Well, it started out pretty well because we were um on the counter pretty hard from the get go, and countering did seem to be the best uh like way forward. I think at a uh, halftime we'd had sixty. Sorry, we had thirty-three percent of possession, but double the shots and five shots on target to one. So we were definitely playing off the counter. It's definitely something Aloisi set out to do, and I think he did it pretty well.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. It's um, I think the it worked for us very well. You said that we were so much more dynamic and fluid on the tra- in transition, which is really nice to see. Is get the ball and do something constructive with it. It's, I know it's later in the run sheet, but Skatardis had a, a shot on goal and played well. This, I think, this worked really good for us in a number of areas. And Wellington aren't on a, a bad side in any way, shape, or form.
0: No, when, when they're on, they're a very, very good defensive side. Um, so yeah, it, it was always going to be hard to squeeze a goal out of them. But uh, you know, we did it in the end, and I was very happy with the effort. Honestly, both teams should have had. It. A couple of goals at the very least, but I think we definitely had the better of the chances
1: and a lot more chances in the end. Well, we'll segue into uh the reason why Wellington didn't score first. With we'll start with uh, personally, who I think was the player of the match in Jamie Young. Um, with some having he had a lot of brilliant saves, including one just five minutes in on um, from Piscopo. Um, Piscopo. and, and Piscopo. Piscopo, Piscopo, it's all the same. Um, and what about that one where he pretty much, you know, it was about the 60, 70th minute, that real banger save. What do you guys think of Jamie Young? I right, when that um, when I saw that save,
0: the second one or the first one. Let's talk about the first one. Um, diving to your right, palming it around to to his right. Sorry, palming it around the post. I thought I don't think we'll see a much better save than that today. Seventieth minute, the best save I've ever seen like, at a game and top five I've ever seen, like, live. Like, I could not believe – I thought for all money that was gone in. I can't believe he didn't keep that out. It looked like he didn't from some some angles, but um, VAR didn't overturn it. It was very, very close. Um, Really just a top-draw save. And if that, like, yeah – that was the man of the match right there. That that's worth a goal. That save.
2: Mm. What are your
1: thoughts, Wallace?
2: It's fantastic, and especially the first one because you're right up. Like, and Amy Park is such an a, an amazing place to watch football at. And being that close to and seeing that happen five minutes deep, you're like, oh my god, this is going to be a tense game. It's going to be crazy, and yeah, Young just he's a good uh, player for big games. He has his occasional stuff ups here and there, but consistency. That was his eleventh clean sheet for us.
0: Mm. Not, not to mention, because that first save was right in front of our active. Like there was a very decent cheer for that first save. We were like, it was like probably about half of a goal cheer. Like a lot of people were up, fist pumping. You know, on your Jamie. You know, come on, boys. So that was really a G up for the game, and definitely a massive confidence builder for Jamie Young. He looked brilliant all night. After
2: that, yeah, that really—that's that, actually a really good point. It did g up the fans. We all got into it a bit more after that because we were a bit slow on it because we did uh, get on the beers a bit earlier that day.
1: <laughs> yeah. So let, let's get to the actual thing that, ha- like, the goal that gets us to the next round. Prievic opened the scoring and also and also close scoring. Funnily enough, his <laughs> ten minutes, yeah, ten minute goal which started as a cross from Garishio to Dylan Wenzel halls um, but he found it, himself at it with his feet and stuck it by one of the best keepers in the league. What do you think of this goal?
0: I was pretty happy with it. I thought after it had gone, I, like obviously we didn't have the best view from where we were because it was the other side of the ground, but um, I thought once it went over, uh, was it, I think it was Wenzel halls head, I thought like mm. the opportunity for the goal was sort of lost. It was just an, an overhit cross. And then when Prio picked the ball up, I thought, oh, beautiful, he'll put it back in. And put it back in, he did. You know, an absolute belter of a shot, top of the net. Oli Sale, you know, Jamie Young wasn't saving that. You know, Sale's no pushover of a keeper and he didn't get anywhere near it. So, um, yeah, that's just um, clinical finishing, something that Prio hasn't been, like, on top of in the last probably five matches or so. But if he can put away chances like those... Definitely a shot at the plate, so or at the um, toilet seat, should I say? So, um, yeah, very, very happy with that finish, and another uh, the product of that obviously being um, running and crossing a chaos ball, which we did plenty of all night.
2: Yeah, it was it was amazing to see just, <clears throat> and the ball came from Payne as well. Payne to Garuccio crossed it over. Dylan or Halls couldn't get in there; he had two people on him. It just rolls to Priyavich's feet. It was just beautiful. You know those things like it feels like it was meant to be? It was just a yeah. perfect shot. What did you think watching it, Kelsey? I
1: see so that was I actually literally just pulled me foreign out of your pocket again to give another cheeky look at you know, just as it happened. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a great finish. Like he, he smashed that into the roof of the net. Like, I don't think anybody was really saving. I think even if he would have gotten a hand to it, it was probably deflecting in anyway. Just yeah. from the sheer velocity of the shot.
2: I watched the replay a couple of times to see if he did get a finger to it because it was just – it was such a small gap to get into. It's – yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, he, he banged that in perfect.
0: Yeah.
1: And Yeah, and obviously,
0: Connor Payne, like, putting in ball after ball after ball with that left peg of his, it was glad to see him get a reward for it because, um, you know, he had a bunch of shots this game and, like, just – I reckon entered the box 15 times that whole game. He definitely deserved at least something from it. So that was good to see.
2: Definitely.
1: Yeah. So, and then obviously, now obviously we're 1-0 up. Let's talk about the defensive standpoint. Considering we had Kryn at the back to her partner, LaCroix, given Topless Stanley's injury, we were really quite solid. And this was quite possibly Kryn's best performance for us. Um, you know, helped keep it, Wallace, Scopo, Hoopop all at bay. How were you guys happy with the defensive setup given what we had? Well, I remember at
0: some point during the game, probably would have been about <coughs> excuse me, about 65th, 70th minute. I remember looking at Renee Crin after like he made a run and then cut a ball out and thinking, damn, like he's played a tremendous game today. Like he's covered that position very, very well. Um, I was very happy with it. Obviously, we love Nikolai. And uh wish him well, but um I think if he can just find that extra gear, we're a real real chance at at um like going all the way this season um he's i think there's still i think he can still give us a bit more. I don't think he's fully hit his stride yet, but um definitely impressed with the performance, especially playing in a position that he doesn't usually play in
2: no. It, I think it was a great decision by putting him there and, again, excelled. Although it wouldn't have been bad to see Collins get a bit of game time there. In such a game like this, it's just uh, he's got more experience. It's, yeah, he, yeah. he did a Experience
1: matters out. in this kind of cult. Like, you know, your finals football, you, the experience means the world.
2: And sometimes yeah. experience is being able to handle the stress or being able to step up to the plate and deliver on a big occasion such as this. So that's what I think yeah. he brought to the table, that X-Factor, good mm. skill. And he's kind and of – I think he's peaking at a good time for us this season.
0: And not to mention you have the fan-voted best centre-back in the league playing alongside him. Um, Leo looked as cool as ever. And, you you know, that the experience Leo has obviously – Marking players like Mbappe and uh, Kunaguero and stuff in his career um, really showed today, like, well, uh, really showed on Saturday, sorry, uh, because he just, it looked like for him, it was just another game out there and the, just the pressure didn't apply. He was cool every time he got to the ball, he was quick, he was fresh the whole game, and he defended
1: quite well. Yeah, he, he was completely unfazed by this game. To him, it was mm-hmm. just a Saturday.
2: He had a really good interview come out today, which was really nice. Uh, Western United did with him. And he's just, he seems like a positive person. I spoke to him briefly after the game when he came around doing the old handshake and stuff. And he just seems really excited to be here. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes internationals or marquee signings don't seem that, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just stop. They're over not here or, for the
1: experience. They're here for the dollars.
2: Or the holiday. But... And he seems like he's loving it here. Like, I like, yeah. He just has a really good vibe. He's really down to earth, and some messages I've seen with him, some other fans, been really good.
0: I did, I did love after the game. He came up with the rest of the team, and you know, did the old smack of the uh, the uh, the logo and was sh- shouting out something. I think it was um, was a Vamos or something like that. Uh, he likes um, a good
2: Vamos, I think. I think he likes a yeah. Vamos.
0: Yes. So um, yeah, he, he was trying to g us up, or like he was very, very happy. You know. Grinning from ear to ear, you do love to see it, and like um, we're talking. There's obviously been a lot of talk about marquee signings floating around, and a lot of teams picking up big players. I would take holding on to him over picking up anyone else at the moment. I'm loving everything I'm seeing from Leo.
2: Yeah, definitely. I um, he's definitely one of our top acquisitions this season. From yeah, he's just not just because he can reach stuff
1: high we've made some really good acquisitions over the in the off season has to we be said again
2: be, well we wouldn't be finishing third coming into finals if we weren't if we didn't recruit well
1: well you look at that final right you got previtry scored one mm. of the acquisitions you got young who was saving at the other end one of the acquisitions then you got uh leo who was just completely unfazed by the occasion yeah. again the other recruit like they're all
0: recruits yeah. there. Garuccio linking up with uh, one of our long running players, uh, Payne, you know. Um, yeah, like you said, Renee Crin before. And yep. then, you know, we also had a, a bench full of youth. A lot of those plays we did pick up last season, you know, like Theo Harris, um, who ended up coming on and actually playing quite well, I thought. Um, yeah, I, I was very happy. And was, you do need to recruit well, especially in the A League, because. We know there is a high turnover rate for these players you know some are here for a holiday some aren't you know are here to use it as a stepping stone to get up into the bigger leagues um but I, I'm oh yeah after seeing that sort of performance like obviously there's holes you know they should like Wellington shouldn't be having as many shots as they do and Jamie Young shouldn't have to be making these magnificent saves all the time but I think we're in a good place mentally after that win because that's the sort of win that like
1: yeah, it's it's hard, hard fought.
2: It's a bit of a yep. g up before our our next two like wars with victory. It's this probably week,
1: so. yeah, when we needed ahead of this. Now, yeah. just to move on, now I'm gonna I'm gonna segue this over to you. I believe it's a player you want to give a bit of a mention, a bit of a shout out to. You briefly touched on it a bit earlier.
2: Yeah, uh, let me just uh, Skitata. Oh no, no, I would like to yes. give a big mention to Jerry Skitata's who had possibly his best game with us at um, A League level? He's been doing amazing at MPL, but um, with he had ninety four percent passing accuracy, He had seventy eight percent of duels won, and a really solid shot on goal, which I did mention before. I think he's definitely earning a place in our squad. Maybe not a starter every week for us at the moment, but I think he's going to be working himself into being someone who can stay in our midfield, be like decent there.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent most improved player as well. I didn't. I, I was sort of at, at the end of last season, I would have written his guitar to soft. And I would, I would have been, I was probably like, if, if we had moved in on, on, I would have been like, yeah, no problem with me. No offense, Jerry, but um, shows what I know. He's been brilliant, I think, this year. And he's really come leaps and bounds in his football career. So I'm very, very 100%. proud, very happy he's doing well.
2: Well, the thing is, yep. Mark Rudan, especially last season when we didn't have as much depth, and we don't have that much depth midfield this season gave him a lot of game time in the two seasons that he was Mm. with us. And we did at times give him a bit of flack for the issues. Like, I think there was a time in Ballarat, he had a bit of a bad game. But to see him develop is probably one of the really good things about having a proper academy now, to have them learning week in, week out, training with top players. It's really good to see. Imagine how much knowledge he'd get from a Kilkenny and a crin. You know what I mean? And a Diamante. Uh,
0: Neil Kenny, who was our standing captain this week as oh, well. So yeah, like, not just, you know, obviously shows his leadership week in, week out, but obviously got promoted to the big-time role this weekend. Very, very happy with his performance as well. Someone we haven't and, mentioned, but he was all over the park trying to get his, you know, hands on the ball as much as he could.
1: Or and another shout-out too, as Wallace was pointing out before the pod, one thing we haven't looked at enough is his whole family's still in Perth too, like, You know, he's here by himself week in, week out and doing the job for us.
2: He's missed a lot of – like, there was an article come out today. I think it was on Keep Up. I shared it to our Facebook page. Um, And, oh, my God, like, dude's really, like, busting hard to play for us. He's been so – such a positive influence for us. And if we didn't have him and we were in the same situation, I don't think we would have been successful this season or as successful – to have that leadership and experience in the middle of the park, so it's, it's worth his weight in gold.
0: I think he's like, um, he might not be the easiest guy to play with so far as if you, he expects a lot of the, of the people around him. But I think, you know, the results speak for themselves when people yeah. play well. And, and, and when, when he plays well, we tend to win games. So, um, And he doesn't expect
1: anything from anybody else that he doesn't expect from himself. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. I think it's
2: about time he got to wear the captain's armband. Mm. Like, I'm pro Topper mm. Stanley. I'm very pro Topper Stanley. Um, I'm very pro Risden. But I think he's got mm. that experience and the kind of the knack to debark at someone to do the job properly. And especially with yeah. a few younger people who's still learning the ropes, still developing. I think, as we've spoken about before, getting into Lockie Wales, defend, get forward. You've heard him like, Get into other players, not just Lockie Wales, but well, it's attention well. to detail. Yeah,
1: he he understands mm. the attention to details.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know everything else. Like I, he's just he's been a great signing for us. I can't name which one is the best for me personally because I think there's been no. they've all really excelled in multiple areas in the park.
0: Yeah, we've really covered all the positions we were struggling in. Last, last year, and we've strengthened the ones we weren't. So yeah. I'm and honestly, all our
1: it hasn't just been one signing here that's the best. It's been the collective sum of all their parts that have created this cohesiveness that have allowed us to be as good as we have been this year. You take one out, we're missing something. They've all exactly. been equally what we've needed.
0: Couldn't agree more, mate.
1: Um, so Skataris was eventually subbed off for the returning Josh Risdon. Good to have him back. Um it was also great to see Milanovic and Bozanovsky get some time. Is there anybody else you guys would have liked to have seen come on? I know you touched on Collins earlier, Wallace.
2: Yeah. Because um, there's also Botic and Ryan Scott on, and uh, Theo Harris on the bench. So, so we had a lot Theo of good options. On. So did must I. Been, um,
0: it must have been Bozanovsky that came on because I couldn't see from down the other end. <laughs> but um, I did. I thought like... he was as well. I did like the because um, Milanovic came on very late and uh, gave us a lot of like good darting runs. And got a like, yellow, he <laughs> got a yellow, but that's you know, it, honestly, that was like a 50 50 yellow. One of them was going to kick out and give it away, sort of yellow. But um, what did he do? He took try, he got the game, he got the ball up the other end and slowed the game up, which is what we needed at that point because we either needed another goal or time to pass as quickly as possible. And he he got in there and did his job. So I was very happy with that performance. Um, As for everyone else, as much as I'd like to see more play, especially Scotty, good luck replacing Young. And I think the subs we made were perfect. So sorry, uh, Scotty, but yeah, your position's well and truly filled at the moment. However, I I do do. want to say uh, one thing about Ryan Scott. Obviously, at the end of the game, he came up and started doing the um the western chant as per usual, oh, Yeah, but there was something I didn't notice until I went back and watched the uh, the game again this week. um at the end of the game, everyone was sort of off celebrating. Jamie Young was by himself, obviously, and uh, Scotty ran straight up to him, jumped up to him, and hugged him and said, and you know he was." probably with a few expletives, giving him a few compliments. like You could see a, a pointing and, you know, some, some grabbing and then some kisses on the forehead, that sort of stuff. That's what you want from your backup goalkeeper or, you know, your, your second choice keeper, because, you know, it's good to know that if young goes out, there's someone passionate, as passionate about the game and the result and the squad as, as, uh, Ryan Scott, because obviously because that happened last year as well. Um, obviously Curdo backing Scotty up for the whole season or most of the season. Um, you know, that, that, that was really, that was great to see. And now the roles have been reversed and, and Scott has continued that, that positive to be that positive influence on the squad and the squad's morale. So as much as I love Scotty on the, on the field, he's, he's a great influence wherever he is, even if it is on the bench, he's almost like having a 12th, 12th man out there or 13th man. The service crew of
2: the twelfth. He for me is the great one of the greatest showmen. He's like he's an mm. amazing person to have in the locker rooms. He's amazing for fans to like. I love him coming like grabbing the the mega the service crew megaphone after the game and get some Western chance going. He Gs everyone up. He's got such a great mentality. He's someone I want to see at the club for the next twenty years. You know, like mm. I don't know what job. He's he a
1: positive vibe.
2: Yeah, like I yeah. want him to be our next keeper, full time keeper when Young's gone. And I just love the vibe. He's such a good dude. Yeah. It's- Unfortunately,
0: as much as I'd love to say that as well, I think he needs to pursue his career as well while he's got the chance. Mm. So it's like, unless he's getting game time next year with us, I do hope he can get game time elsewhere, but it has to be first choice because I think mm. he definitely deserves to be first choice somewhere. Um, yeah. Not an NPL level or anything like a league level, but um you know, I, I definitely see him. Honestly, yeah, I see him going to like a Macarthur or something at some point. Um, just because you ordered another team with you, you know a struggling keeper, maybe a lot of the keepers raging out, and that even includes Jamie Young. So let's you know, could happen there. But obviously, um, there is a high demand for keepers in the A League. A lot of the time, would not surprise me if we see him go to another club.
2: I'd hate to see that, but want him to be wanting to, him to do well. You're yeah, exactly, you know,
0: men. you've only got a finite amount of time in your career and you don't want to spend it all on the bench, unless you're winning trophies, <laughs> which he might do this season with Western. let's hope so.
1: And, and someone that positive deserves to be playing, you know, yeah. you're that positive, you, you deserve to be getting the game time and enjoying it. Mm. But speaking of keepers, um, Aloisi summed that up best in the, in the post-game presser. The game ga- came down to two great goalkeeping performances and Young managed to have a number of great saves.
0: Great performance from both keepers. Top three keepers in the league. Um, only one of them's left now, and that's young. So that's great for us.
2: 100%.
1: Yeah. I was just happy we got the W over our bogey side. Broke that hoodoo, and we're into the next round. Let's see how we go with two legs. Home and away at Amy Park.
2: Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, great to see the Wayne the
1: train derailed.
2: Yeah. I actually really like him. He's a good personality, but he always turns it on <laughs> against us. Um, yeah. Now, you guys want to get to player of the year?
0: Yeah. Now. Yeah. You should just, just... wrap it up as well.
2: Yeah. Well, we we, we we wrapped it up last week. We're just doing it just for a bit of fun now. Jamie Young's got it. Um, I'm <laughs> going to just buy the trophy now. Um, so three points to, uh, so Leb, you did three points to Young, two to Wales, one to Killer. Uh Sorry, that was Leb. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, Jay, you did three to Young, two to Preo, one to Payne. Kelsey you did three to Young, two to Preo, one to Killer. Scott did the same as you. And because Jamie Young has enough points and is a country mile in front of everyone, I did three to kill Kenny, two to Young, one to Preo. And now, do you guys want to know how we're looking for the, who's winning?
1: Well, we all Can know I, who it is. I have a feeling he's winning the season proper. And I feel like he's going to win the finals one as well.
2: He's not getting a second trophy is all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> I agree. But, Just do the one.
2: Um, but uh, So Jay- Jamie Young's winning on 132 points. Uh, 55 points. Yeah, because everyone tips him every week.
0: Yeah, because he's great every week.
2: He's had like, <laughs> It's hard like, not to give him points, isn't it? We've had like three bad games a season. And, and
1: them this pod... Part- it's clearly yeah, it pro, you know, goalkeepers. Look at last year, look at this year. This pod loves a good goalkeeper. Yeah, except the one difference job. is last
0: year, the goalkeeper was the only one making an effort. And this year, the goalkeeper's making so much of an effort that we're winning games. So it's like, we've had two great keepers in two years. This does not, this would not happen. You know, remember our first season, Diamante won it because he was just so far ahead. It's, we've just had two great keepers
2: in two years. Yeah. Um, On that note, coming a distant second is Stephen Lesticker on 77 points. And again, he's had a bang-up season. Again, we've said this a thousand times. I did not have him in my best 11 at the start of the season because there's so much competition for the midfield. We didn't know how the midfield would be staffed. He's earned his spot. Uh, It's a bugger he's injured at the moment because he deserves to be playing in a grand final. He's, yeah, amazing season. Leo Lacroix coming third on 72 points. Um, fourth is Lockie Whale, So he's probably our young player of the year. Fifth is Alexander Prijevic with 10 goals in the season. Six is Joshi Risden, and he's been out for eight weeks. Imagine where he would be. He's on 57 points. So he's had a banger as well. Connor Payne coming seventh on 55. Ben Garuccio coming eighth on 51. Neil Kilkenny coming 10th on 57. Wait.
0: That's a surprise for me. I would have had killer top three for
2: sure. Well, um, just season. sorry, that actually, the, the spreadsheet was out of order because of today's votes. I didn't sort it again. Uh, coming seventh is Neil Kilkenny. Eighth is Connor Payne. Ninth is Ben Garuccio. Ten is Nikolai Topper Stanley.
1: Yeah, look, I think the problem for Paul Kilkenny is he's been solid every week, but he, he nubs a lot of ones where other people have nubbed the threes and twos to just get ahead of him.
2: He's had one week where he's got 15 and that was like our first game this season. And after that, it's twos, fours, ones, sixes, sevens.
1: Yeah.
2: He's easy to forget about in the middle of the park when he's Mm -hmm. making sure we're not doing dumb shit. Uh,
0: And look, I know Young's so far ahead and I tried to, you know, this week, try and not give it to him. He was easily the best on the pitch. And he's been easily the best on the pitch for, you know, at least, like I'd say, a third
1: of our games this season. So, you know, well, 11 clean really roughly 30 games. There you go. There's the third.
2: Mm. Well, let's yeah. put it into perspective here. on I think um, even Scott, who has been probably the most critical person on um, Jamie Young, gave him three points this week. Simply, he know. had a solid game. You, it's,
1: it's you can't, can't cool. not. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't argue with it.
2: Now, do you guys want to get on to the game preview?
1: Sure. Yep. No problem. I can
0: take care of that if you want. So, on Tuesday night, the 17th of the 5th, Western United will take on our state rivals and arguably one of the most informed clubs this season in a home and away fixture over the next week, Melbourne Victory. Due to the stadium situation, it obviously doesn't have the feel of a proper home and away contest. And before we get into it, what can you tell us about the toilet seat comp this year, Kelsey?
1: It's just, look, I can tell you, Like, so obviously this year is different where you have the home and away, the semi-final leagues, which we're at now. But it's just, again, as you touched on, it's weird that we have the home and away game at the same venue. How often would that happen?
0: <clears throat> I can guarantee you it would happen if Vigoreen City were playing as well. <laughs>
1: but but you a- know what I mean. Yeah, so no, I would it, argue I that honestly, potentially. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I would argue potentially if it was Victory City in the semi leagues I would if Eddie had was free. I could see that being a potential venue.
0: Yeah, see, see, the problem was because our season started late and finished into the footy season, uh, we couldn't get Eddie had for a lot of the games. So Eddie had was just unavailable yeah. the whole season. Uh, well, sorry,
1: My yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so like obviously it highlights two things like obviously Western need a stadium and honestly Melbourne in general need another stadium for football. Um, it's, yeah. I, I'd like to you look at it, even if it's in the Southeast suburbs where Melbourne city are probably going to be relocating anyway. Um, yeah. It, it just does highlight the need for another stadium, I'd say.
1: Yeah, and look because you look at all the Sydney teams now, there's more of them than any other state, the New South Wales teams. But each of them have their own unique ground where they're going to be playing from. You're not getting that home and away at the same
0: venue. That, that being said, rugby league is the big um, comp in the state, and obviously I mean, they've got the um, the rectangular grounds. So that that's that's honestly why it's like so much easier for them. Um, obviously, Western Sydney Wanderers were playing out of. Uh, Parramatta Eels Stadium uh, when they first started. Um, S- Sydney have their own ground, um, and uh, Central Coast have their own ground. But you know Newcastle play out of uh, the Knights Stadium as well in Newcastle. Mm. So it does make it a little bit easier for them having having uh, rugby league be the main sport of the state, and obviously all our grounds in Victoria being ovals. But still, um, you'd like to, you'd think we'd have at least two. 20-plus uh, um, uh, rectangular stadiums in Victoria or Metro Melbourne. Yeah. Hopefully, if, if Western keep their promise, we will.
1: Uh, look, they're keeping the promise. I'm not going to eat that debate. It's just yeah, it's weird that, to- you know, we've got a good final in Melbourne and home and away it's at the same venue against the same... Oh, obviously, it's the same team because it's two leg. Um, I just have a funny feeling that... Yeah, you know, without going too far ahead, this first leg might be a bit of a feeling out process ahead of the uh, Saturday game.
0: Honestly, wouldn't surprise me. It's gonna be—I think it's gonna be a weird game. I think um, victory going to come in rested, but uh, West Ham United are going to what could potentially come in pretty jaded up from the game. How much gas we've got? back in the tank after um, Saturday's win. Who knows? But I honestly think that that sort of win leaves you feeling pretty energised. So um, it's going to be an interesting, interesting run. I personally, like, depending on how strong your team's going, sometimes the break can be a bit of a curse. Sometimes it breaks your momentum. And, you know, the, the one added bonus of us playing a game, you know, that extra elimination final is we've knocked a team out and now we've We've broken our, our streak of, you know, uh, winless games. So we're back in the win column. We've got at least some momentum up going into playing victory. Um, that being said, victory, obviously, I'd say they're the second most informed team at the moment behind Adelaide. Um, like, I, I think probably my pick for to win the flag this year if I'm being, or, or not the flag, the toilet seat this year, if I'm going to be completely honest, like, taking all bias out, going to be a hard team, but I think we can get it done. And I think, yeah, like you said, Tuesday's probably going to be more of a um, feeling out process. Someone, you know, I, I see it being a draw and I think the big guns come out Saturday.
1: Yeah, I think that this will be, yeah, no, neither team will want to blink in this first leg. No. It'll be trying to test what the other one's cards are going to be. What, what are they going to try and do? How are they going to try and win it? I have a feeling what Tuesday is. It's the feeling out process.
2: Hold a bit of possession, see if you can
1: like, yeah. it, it is yeah. a very weird game. Can you move game. them?
0: It's a very weird game as well,
2: because this is the first uh
0: time we've had this final set up. And obviously we all know how two legger games work, but it's just it is it is very weird just to see it in the A League finals set up, for instance. Um Who knows? New tactics might be employed, maybe some players get rested from both teams over both games, but um, one thing's for sure, I'd definitely be tuning into both of those, or any finals game this, this season, to be completely honest.
2: Question here. So, this is the first season, the final series, I, I, I think it's the first season um, that the APL is actually running the series. Do you think it's a cash grab to have an extra game? Yes.
1: Yeah, a little bit yes, but I also believe um, top teams were complaining, because the week off was stunting some of them sometimes because, as Jay was pointing out, the break can actually do a bit of harm. So having the two legs, it gave him a second chance to try and capitalise on the advantage of being a top-seeded team.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, but that also just um, you know, it sort of goes either way because it's, you know, it's giving it, another it, team another it, 90 minutes to beat you. So that's
1: no, I agree, but it's what they argued for. Yeah. I know a couple of clubs argued for it, so that's why we've now got it.
0: And and I mean, if I was Victory, I'd be very happy that I'd be playing Western United because it saves you a trip to Wellington. <laughs> well, like, could you imagine if Wellington had beaten? Oh no, City day?
1: would have played. City would have played Wellington because City were guaranteed the lowest possible seed. Oh,
0: that's right. So because yeah. we
1: were third, they were sixth. They were guaranteed Wellington. Victory were guaranteed us if we won.
0: See, so, so that's almost you know. Well, Adelaide have to fly. Oh, sorry, they've got to fly to Adelaide anyway, but. You know, that's it's a much harder trip going to
1: Wellington for a couple of days than flying back and playing another final. So it's like, yeah, you know. This actually fell into victory's hands either way. They're either staying in Melbourne or they were going to the Central Coast. Yeah. But now they're playing. Well, they, they, are playing too.
0: they are playing the less informed team, though, because honestly, if I could pick another unbiased opinion, if I could choose between Western United and Adelaide, I'd be picking Western United at the moment. Adelaide have been looking great. They had a bit of a scary game against um, Central Coast, but they ended up putting him away. Central Coast has been looking great as well. So um, would not surprise me if uh, they make the grand final this year, even though Melbourne City are such a good team and probably will make the granny again and could definitely win it again. would not surprise me if Adelaide get up. Honestly, any of the four teams could do it this year. It's going to be a great... Uh, it's a great Final Four to have. And in my opinion, the best... The best, con, the most consistent and best teams in the comp this year are in the Final Four.
2: I've got a question here. Who would you like to see in the Grand Final? Western my United preference and is West United and Adelaide because I think that would be a great away day.
0: Unfortunately, we'd be playing it here.
1: Playing here,
2: yeah, damn. It would have been cool I a cool
0: guy just go to I mean, fortunately... Yeah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> yeah. I
1: can I say there's, there's no scenario where we play a grand final outside of Melbourne now if we were to make it. Mm, yeah. True. I just realised that. Well, well the grand final, final
0: is guaranteed. Yeah. The grand final is guaranteed to be at Amy Park after we beat yeah.
1: Wellington.
2: Mm,
0: yeah. It was guaranteed to be at Amy Park.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, the understand. only other way it could have been was Adelaide. You not, uh, Wellington played, or yeah. Central Coast. Yeah. One of those three mm. went through. Yeah. The second that happened. Yeah, it was guaranteed Melbourne because all top three seeds are in Melbourne.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, go Melbourne. Cop that. New South Wales.
0: Yeah, everywhere. Looks the, the two southern states getting it done.
1: Yeah, Jay it's always the way.
0: Oh crap. We're still doing the preview. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my bad boys. I just got to be nah, away good. there in that enthralling conversation. Nah, I, I I deviated. Uh well, we just went through fatigue and play management, I suppose. So Skip on to the next question. Who do you boys think will make the squad? Will it be a similar one to last week? Do you see maybe Risden with a bit of match fitness in starting? Do you see Tomoki slotting back in? Do you see Rene Grins still playing at
2: the back? You
1: know, a lot of questions.
2: Kelsey, i will let you go first.
1: You'll let me go first? Look, it's no, being clear no. from this. You going?
2: No, I'm just messing with you. Carry on.
1: Okay, cool. Look, it's been clear from the whole, the whole season that Aloisi doesn't tend to make a heap of changes. I think the only change he potentially makes is, yeah, like you said, Tomoki slowing the centre-back if Risen's fit to start. And then either Crin goes in the midfield or goes to the bench. That's probably what happens.
2: Yeah, I what agree. You, Wallace? I'm I'm very much of that in that opinion. I think Crin will likely be in centre-back because of, I think, Topper Stanley may not, Judging by like, like being a foot injury, it could be something quite severe. And he he's in his late thirties; that can be quite hard to, to heal from. Like you can like, there's so many small bones in your foot; you could do anything. Yeah, and, and like it's just, I, I'd love to see him back. He he makes me feel confident when I have him in the back, like in the as a centre back. But at the same point, Renee Krenn, he's he was good against Wellington. I think he could do it. Um, Risden would be nice, but again, I don't see him doing the full ninety yeah maybe the, first thirty last thirty maybe six you, you think
1: yeah if he's playing one of them, you've gotta think at some point Tomoki's shifting to the right back and yeah Corne is in center back it, yeah. or you know or vice versa uh, Tomoki's starting right back and we'll shift over at some point to that center back spot um yeah, they don't tend to i think when Dylan Wentz a hold was solid in the i guess hybrid of a cam slash second striker just doing what he you know getting to float around between them. Um, But, yeah, I I can't see a whole lot of changes. you are going to be trying to be settled this time of the year. You can't throw in surprises unless it's, you know, worth it.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, Do you want to see Dylan Winslow Halls and Wales and Prijevic in that starting 11?
1: Well, not a reason to change them.
2: Nah.
0: I reckon um, potentially rest one for these first game. Just um, you know, maybe Wenzel Hall's benched for this for this first game. And depending on how we go, maybe bench one for the second game. Just because, you know, you sort of don't want to throw all your firepower out there and then need a goal late on and not have anyone to bring on or have inexperienced players to bring on. Um, I definitely personally if it was me for this game, Priovic, uh, Wales and Payne would be my front three.
2: Yep. I'm, I'm and then and then um,
0: maybe have an extra midfielder. Um you've got Rene Kren who can push up. So now once um once uh if Joshie Risden comes back and you can push to make him eye across so um there's really a lot you can do. A lot of our players are quite flexible in the positions they play. Um and you know we can speculate all we, all we want but Aloisi will know what to do come game day. I'm I'm actually quite confident in his managerial style as, as things go at the moment. He seems, to, be, he seems given... to have done well last week, especially last week. Perfect
1: squad um, yeah. picks. Well, he's given us, like, I get by in terms of finishing position, this is our equal best season because obviously we won that first final in season one. But in terms of our win losses, this is our best season by a country mile. Did mm. we finish
2: fifth in the first season?
1: Yeah, but we um, go off a position because we um scored it. We beat Brisbane to go into the – we ended up in the top yeah. four because of the final position because of the way finals yeah. work.
2: But regardless, we have finished our best overall standing on the table.
1: Yeah. And For the season point, that, and this is yeah. our equal best result in terms of depth yeah, of no, season. But yeah, overall, it's a much better season. You compare. It's comparing apples and oranges.
0: Oh, it would be third, though, if we, even if we get knocked out. This round will be third yeah. because –
1: uh, as, That's and right. If if Adelaide get knocked out as
0: well, sorry. Um, yes. One more question for you, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Would you or would you not go off if you heard the Stone Cold music and Diamante all of a sudden makes a large, like a ninetieth ah. minute sub on, takes a free kick and scores a goal? How would how, only how, only <laughs> if he shaves his head for it
1: as well. And comes out with, you know, two stubbies in either hands, yeah, Next and the leather jacket over the top of the Western United jersey.
0: Do you reckon New starter would get into him for that? <laughs> that has to be it. Has to be illegal to, to
1: play after <laughs> drinking two beers. <laughs> it's okay, I think, he scores the free kick first. I'm hmm. gonna
2: say something here. If he were a wrestling, a, a wrestling uh, theme to come out to, it would, in my opinion, would be Sexy Boy HBK's theme. Because he likes yes. to dance, uh,
1: that, in my opinion. I see that, too. And the glasses, too. The glasses like the HBK of the 90s. I definitely see him. I don't know if
0: you guys remember this one. Bit of an abstract wrestler, but Nunzio, who was an yep. uh, Italian wrestler as well that used to walk out with yes. budgie smugglers that the said FBI. FBI on the back.
1: Oh, FBI obviously
0: yeah. standing for full-blooded Italian. Full-blooded Italian. Is <laughs> that with
2: Little yeah. Guido? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dungeon with yes. little Guido. He, he, was, he was a bit of a, um, a, a jobber. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I,
0: Circa 2005. Yeah, his most notable mentions would be um, when uh, probably when Undertaker was giving him the last ride and he does the sign of the cross before getting <laughs> bombed
1: through the. And ring. Um, <laughs> when Kurt Angle absolutely destroyed him before the 2005 Royal Rumble. Oh, sorry, yes, just that- after. He took the spot from him. He complained about it the week after, and Angle just mugged him. <laughs> yeah But uh, let's put it like
2: But they were ECW wrestlers That never got a chance In like what, Due to the past. Sorry I liked ECW It's yeah It's yeah I did too no I, else I was about yeah. that gimmick.
0: I, As much As much as I love my You know Mid 2000s WWE I think we should move on Or else we'll just derail this whole podcast yeah. <laughs> I, I agree
2: Listen to all out WWE <laughs> Coming next,
0: Coming in the off season uh,
2: uh, No What's next so,
0: after oh of the nine previous matches these two teams have played we have four wins three losses, uh, but we also have our uh, we also have our biggest loss and our lowest point from last season with a six one score line, and that was at Amy Park as well. What are your score expect uh, predictions? Sorry, uh, for first this leg. game six uh, one Western first leg. Yeah, nah. I, I tell a lie. I'm actually going to say 1-1 one, one for the first leg. I think it's what a, a tight KG life? affair. Tight do you KG guys want affair. to wait till
2: after this? Do you guys want to do like a little small pod after the, the Tuesday night game, like a little half hour, and just discuss it and and I reckon
0: it? We, I reckon we should. Um, But yep. I'm also going to give my prediction as it stands now. We'll see how much that changes after tomorrow, <laughs> I reckon. So I'm going to say 1-1 one, one in the first leg and Western get up. 2 0. Oh, yeah, 2 0 in the second. 2 0 in the second. Oh, so you son of a bitch.
1: You've literally just said my exact
0: score predictions. The reason being, I think we score early in the second, hold on for a lot of the game, and then score a late one on the half. It's hop. a counter. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, the old, the, the classic uh, Fernando Torres versus Barcelona maneuver. Pretty much empty netter.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, that that's sort of what I'm saying. Like, they've even brought their keyboard, like, privilege just does the goal into the net type thing again. Or even mm. Dylan just runs it, like, walks it all the way in to milk the time.
0: Yeah. Guys. It, I... So, obviously, me and Kelsey have the same. Oh, are you going to change yours, Kelsey, or
1: are you going to have the same as No. Nah, that's exactly what I'm thinking, though. It's what I see.
2: That's my prediction. <laughs> so...
1: No, we're going to lose three,
2: three, three sixteen or we win. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Who scores just... a sixteen? <laughs> no, I just thought it'd be fun. Uh, we just got a copyright claim, man. So awesome. Um, no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no. What I think will happen, I think tomorrow will be like a two-two or a one-one. I'm going to go one-one. Both teams playing defensive, being very cautious, and then a three-two scenario on um Saturday. For who? Uh, us winning because I have to back the boys.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, honestly this is my score prediction. And I'm just trying to manifest. If I was to be completely honest, I think we lose 2-1 over both legs. But it's not going to happen cuz I'm usually wrong about my actual predictions. So <laughs> Uh yeah, let's let's hope it goes the way we want it to go. Um, but it's obviously all comes down to Saturday. But we just as long as we've got a good base to play off from tomorrow, um, I'll be happy. Cause, and just to, um, re- uh, well, double-check, because I'm not 100% sure, there are no away goals for these legs, are there? No. No, no, yeah. no matter
1: what, if it's a draw at the end, it's going to extra time penalties if, if required.
0: I don't think my heart can take extra time penalties twice in a week and then possibly three times in three weeks because Liverpool play uh, against Real Madrid in the Champions League final. So,
1: Oh, don't forget about oh, the final too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh no. Oh, if I go honestly, my heart almost exploded about the FA Cup, and I was like, eh, overwinning that as well. Like I could, I, I literally could have. If we'd lost that, I would have been oh well and back to bed. So, these
1: ones might actually, you know, I might, I might not make three pods for him now. Um, so, um, <laughs> in other news, Jay's getting his heart tested over the next three <laughs> weeks, and he'll know if he's got heart disease or not.
0: I'm going to need a... Tra- well, yeah, well, there was actually a um, fact I read recently that um, people who watch penalty shootouts are three times more susceptible to heart attacks.
1: Yeah, I've so, seen that too.
2: Yeah, that's, that's stress. You just don't need stress, guys.
0: Yeah, Especially so, if you're so, English. They can't do penalties. So, you know what? I'm going to forego Medicare this year and pump all Medicare money into Western United signings to stop me from having heart attacks. Preventative health, it's the best way. <laughs> exactly. All right, so uh, with the fast pace of victories, will the fast pace of victories attack be too much for the proven ability of Wu's defence this week? Do you reckon, boys? Obviously, we have players like DiGastino ripping it up for the Vuck. Can't fault him. Um, actually, I'm pretty sure that's uh, Matthew Dunmore just in disguise. Um, <laughs> I've heard it said. I've heard it said. D'Agostino. He does play
2: football, but uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Bit of cover up. But um, uh, yeah. Uh, what do you boys reckon? I, I, I think um, it depends on who the occasion gets to personally, but it, I think it's a pretty well even matched game when it comes to attack versus yeah. their attack versus our defense.
1: Yeah. Like it'll all depend on, I think the biggest risk will be Risden. And- where, when we play him where we play him how long we play him just mm. because of the injury I'm not expecting 90 minutes of gut running from Risden
0: see, see personally I wouldn't mind
1: playing tomogi
0: as well at the right back because I think he's a uh, if you watch also when like uh, we defend corners he's always our uh, one player in the app outf- oh sorry when we take corners yeah. he's always our furthest player back because he is our fastest uh, backman so um I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tomoki starts as well, just because I think his pace helps neutralise their wingers' speed. Um, especially, I, I believe Economides is still playing. Um, but, uh, yeah, D'Agostino is going to be hard to stop. I think we got the height into counter his aerial ability, but obviously he's very quick and he's got an eye for goal at the moment. So, it's very here nor there. Although, if Jamie Young puts up a performance like last week doesn't matter how shit our defenders want to play. I don't think they're scoring at all.
2: I think one of the biggest things is is our defense going to be measured? Because I believe the Saturday night game is going to be very toasty, like very like argy bargy, throwing elbows, a bit more rough. But because it's the final series, this could really impact it. Like Leo Lacroix, and I'm not saying he's a loose cannon, he's had eight yellow cards this season and has said openly, I'm willing to do whatever it takes for the team. He's, he's very open with that kind of... I'm not saying he's a neg- in a negative way, but he loves playing for us. He's a very... You know what I mean? He's dedicated. Could that, like... And maybe not him, maybe Skatardus, if he's playing, could yellow cards come back and kind of bite us on the, the rear end here? I
1: mean, there's always the potential, but the defence uh, has been predicated this year on trying not to make mistakes in stupid areas.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I think... Um... Leo's got to stay calm like he did on uh, last Saturday. We can't afford to if he gets sent off for a silly red and we lose him for either the second leg or perhaps even the granny. You know that's a big, big out. So, 100%. Um, if I'm Leo, I'm saying what he, I, I'm putting into practice what he said in the interview about just focusing on himself and uh, keeping it cool.
1: Yep, and all I'm saying is. If a Should we make the grand final? If a player wants to get themselves an intentional red card, A, make sure the opponent's subs have all been used, and B, make sure that that player goes off the pitch too with you. <laughs> uh, That's I, all I, I'm saying.
2: It gives me real prison vibes, man.
1: Like, preferably the goalkeeper.
0: I like a fair game as well. However... If we were to, like, obviously we'd become the most hated team in the league even more so than we are now. But if we were to win the grand final off a of Suarez-esque handball off the line and then missed penalty, I would be so, so happy.
1: Or even an Henri Hand-a-Frog type incident.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it, would, it would truly... The, the, the A-League is obviously a league of memes. So, it, it would be a
1: great way to finish. That's what
2: the, the M season. stands for. A League M. M- well, yeah.
1: <laughs> but- exactly. Yeah. Shed a to for the best meme page but of they, all time. The best thing would be happening is if they go to VAR and players are blocking the view so they can't actually make a decision.
0: Oh, so like the 2016 grand final or whatever it was, the 2018 grand, I think it was 2018, 2018 or 2019, the one where victory, um, they they didn't have VAR working properly. At the ground, and victory's one goal that won them the grand final against Newcastle was offside, and it would have been offside yes. if VAR was twenty eighteen. Yeah.
1: A classic. I was in London. Yeah. Geez, you'd love to. Yeah, we just peak A
2: League. <laughs> yeah, Gerald, make it happen. Um, <laughs> we should probably move on.
1: Do you guys want to get to the tipping comp? Is people tipping the finals?
2: Yeah, people are. You wouldn't know because he didn't log oh, in, Kelsey. I'm,
1: I'm sorry. Flame I'm Kel- just sitting here. Haven't gotten a tip wrong in the tipping comp all year. Don't mind me.
2: Uh, we'll, we'll read out the top, five, uh, top six because I'm fourth. Uh, Methodical flamethrower, you've won the competition. I'll be in contact shortly with a prize pack. Uh, Woodson 99 times coming second on 76. Sherlock Machine, you say hi for me when you see him uh, later, Kelsey. Uh, totally. Third. Yep. He'll actually
1: be uh, in the game tomorrow.
2: Oh, really? Oh, it's nice. Uh, do some Insta stuff for us, man. Uh, can you give I'll, you I'll hit him up for it. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'm coming fourth on 70 points. Uh, fifth is Jeff FFS and A Trax is coming sixth. Shout out Harris, man. Seventh. Um, and do you guys have anything for around the grounds?
0: Uh, I've got a couple things. So, um, the first thing is just
2: a uh, Liverpool. Shout-
0: Second thing is about Liverpool. First thing is actually about Ham United for once. So um, I've been contacted by someone from the club and they're looking to, um, you know, put together a small movie for our final series potentially. And uh, that involves uh, obviously taking footage at the games and around the grounds. Um, but they also would like some fan footage as well. So, um, you know, people traveling to the games, car rides in, the pre-match pub, the walk to the stadium you know, just to sort of get the general feeling. So um, a lot of people who listen to this podcast have me on Facebook. And if you don't, Jay Sutcliffe on Facebook or uh, get, in, get in touch with the All Out West podcast page. Um, and feel free to send through any videos that you have um, from game day tomorrow and game day Saturday. Uh, we'd love to send them through to the club, put something together, really special, that's really special um, for the end of the year, you know, something good to look back on and sort of a collection of club memories. Um, just thought I'd throw
2: that one out there. No, that's really good, Jay. Quick question. What kind of home movies do you want? Nothing from Andrew Tran. Everything else, go for
0: it. <laughs> um, and the second one was, um, I've, I've actually got a really, really fun fact. that is Liverpool related. So, um in the same time, or... Oh, Between times, since the last time Everton won a trophy, Trent Alexander-Arnold has been born, gone through school, been picked up by the Liverpool Academy and won every trophy possible. Just a good little stat there for for you Toffees fans.
1: Uh, Our um, ex-high school coordinator was an Everton fan, but that's the only person I know that was an Everton fan. (laughs) Exactly. Now, that... tell
2: me who? Huh? That was a after the Mooney. Point, Mooney was
1: you. the Everton fan. Oh no shit! Because um, Lawrence Mooney's brother is also an Everton fan. They used to go over together once a year to go a game or
2: two. Side note: Our Year Twelve coordinators' um, brother is the comedian.
1: Yeah, Lawrence Heck. Mooney.
2: Yeah, that's, that's just a fun fact. Uh, yeah, they're huge
1: Everton fans.
2: Yeah. No random fa- I did what? not know that.
0: Why would you travel once a year for pure disappointment? I don't know. Probably should have just gone to Bali.
2: (laughs) Probably just – Bali would be more fun. Um, Mm -hmm. Keltzer, do you have anything for Around the Grounds?
1: Not at all. Uh,
2: Shout out to the Leaf Nation, Toronto Maple uh, Maple Leafs fans. uh, No, no, no.
1: They choked another game seven. I'm not referencing that. (laughs) That's now like six game sevens in a row they've choked.
2: Do you know how much bad it is? I really want to wear my jersey. It's pretty cold out.
1: Yeah. So it's pretty... I would like to wear it too, but no, that had to suck with, again.
2: Without the shame.
0: Wait, where did you get your um, jerseys from, just quickly? Because I want to get myself a uh, a retro
2: uh, Gordie Howe Red Wings jersey. I bought mine from like, uh, like an eBay seller because I got the – like I think it's the 2012 um, loophole, um Winter Classic. I think I've got the same one as you, Kelsey, yeah?
1: Yeah, I've got the Winter Classic with um, yeah. Kessel on it.
2: There's a oh, lot yeah. of, like... And let's let's not digress into ice hockey here too much. We've already <laughs> had enough tangents with wrestling today. But there's a lot of, like, phony, like, ice hockey merch now in Australia. Like, predominantly Mighty Ducks. And, like, the Blackhawks, which is, for me, a bit problematic. But, hey, whatevs. Um I do yeah. have a Chicago Blackhawks shirt kicking around somewhere. Sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a lot but of, like, doggy teams. Ooh.
0: But that's only because... um I go for Detroit and they're Detroit's rivals and somebody bought me that shirt and I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's, this is a shit post. That's uh, now gone. Yeah. very, very wrong, but uh, I don't
2: let's go back to it. Uh, Kelsey, anything for around the grounds?
1: No, nah, not at all.
2: Cool. I'd like to get into carded and I'd like to give a shout out to uh, some people I met at the end of the game when I was quite off shop and they were quite lovely. Um, the Wellington fans, the little corner of Yellow. And they're a New South Wales-based fans of Wellington Phoenix. They do a lot of traveling. They're lovely. They have a sheep called Dolly, an inflatable sheep that they bring, which is hilarious. Just good people. And hopefully the camera picks this up. But they gave me these little little shield design things with the logos and information from the game there. Quite nice little mementos. So I, I believe I gave you one of them as well, Kelsey.
1: Yes, I've got one. It's in my uh, not in this yes. room. It's in a different room, actually. But I've got it.
2: Yeah, it's a really nice memento from the game. I just yeah, I really enjoy a lot of the Wellington fans I've met. We met during games or just dealt with online. Shout out, great people! But check them out on uh, Twitter as the little yellow, uh, the little corner of yellow. Just genuinely nice people.
0: And all the ones that aren't nice people can suck it because we beat you when it counts. Have fun in the final. Oh wait, no, you didn't make it, and you've never made a semi. Suck it, Welly. Sorry, we get oh, we do get a, I do get a lot. Of, I do get a lot of shit from a few Welly fans. They there is a small, there is a large amount that do hate us. Actually, it's about fifty-fifty that like like us and hate us. So They'll be hussing
1: you all week now. I oh, love that. Doesn't matter like anyway, man. Sh- what are they going to do? <laughs> They're in Wellington. <laughs> They'll huss. I, I like
2: the friendly rivalry we have because it's not like other rivals, rivalries we have where it's just a bit of shit, to, shit talking, nothing really crazy. It's fun. It's like,
0: fun. Honestly, like, I do take the piss. When we went into Wellington um, for the first game and they had the, you know, the a Thief and Three Traitors um, <laughs> banner going up, um, we, we actually got invited back to their post-game and pre-game pub by the uh, Yellow Army um, and we had a drink with them. And obviously, we, we were gloating a little bit, but we weren't assholes. And they were pretty cool about it. They're, they're a good bunch of supporters over there. And boy, I'm keen to head over there, probably, hopefully, next season. Yeah, Great way trip. Couldn't, couldn't. Yeah,
1: I'd like to do that enough. one.
2: Yeah, 100%. A lot of good uh, breweries out that way, too, in my, in my uh, understanding, New Zealand. But um, I think that's about us for the day, guys. Does anyone have any cards? Nah, not off the top of my head.
1: Nah.
2: Hopefully for um, Bazanic
0: or D'Agostino next week or on Tuesday, should I say. Couple
1: yeah, I'd red like cards to see some victory like red eyes. cards.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we might call, put, uh, put a cork in it there because we've had an hour and eight here, which is pretty solid, guys. Um, big, big week for the woo. Um, so don't forget to like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Um, all west, aren't we? All west, aren't we? Oh Western Way.